0: You're here with your host for today, Nikki T, Mr. Johnny G, and Mr. Jeremy Noble is our special Uh, guest. Jeremy, thanks for being here, man. You're on the bus of struggles today.
1: I am. I drank a half a case of Gatorade this morning (laughs) and one Pedialyte.
0: (laughs) They've got those adult Pedialyte's now. Yes. Which I
1: thought they would do before. Oh my gosh, the CEO got smart finally. He said, hey, we've got a new market. Yeah. Drunk people.
0: We realize all these drunk idiots have been (laughs) destroying their bodies and using our, our things for that for years. Well, let's tell everybody want to rephrase we that. Bit. You might
1: want to rephrase that. Talking about PD a lot. That's their new slogan. <laughs> Not just for babies. <laughs> Not just for babies. <laughs> Not
0: just for people that seem drunk. People that are actually drunk. <laughs> we're yeah. gonna let them use our things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we were at last night at the basement for a once-a-year show. Oh, yeah. Called the Easy
1: Party. Man, and it's it's. Uh, if you don't get pumped, just looking at that Bill behind the drum set. You know, oh my god, he he cracked me up like all week. the The Instagram posts have been like owning me. Oh yeah, I love them. And so funny. They actually they actually like hit Jimmy in the face with the camera in one of them. <laughs> uh, then uh, and then Bill just opens up his mouth and that's pure gold. Yeah, <laughs> everything he, he says. Everything he says.
0: How many of those have you been going to? years. Oh, God.
1: So they've been doing this for 10 years, and I've been going for maybe six. Six, yeah. So this is about my sixth one that I've been to. So it's fun. And they do a lot of them. They've got a couple that they I know they go do like a private party every year or something okay. like that. And it's. Uh, I've heard it's even better than the. Than the, <laughs> I, the I can't I, imagine. I can possible. only handle yeah. one easy part of your year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: As I said, I had uh, took that video. You were just rocking out so hard. <laughs> I saw you like we were at the complete opposite sides of the basement, right by the stage, and I just see Jeremy over there having the literal best time ever. And I just like, I'm like, I got a video of this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dude, like so, so many of my f- friends up here, like they've made the mistake and taking me out to like a club that that has dance music Uh, in high school i was oh i would i mean i love dances i'd get out there i'd have a date with me and she'd just be like oh god you know i'd be out there doing the worm yeah (laughs) doing all that stuff and dancing so i busted out my moves one night up here at crazy town and after that everybody's like we just seen a whole new side of you (laughs) there you go oh man well how often do you make it up here to nashville Oh my gosh! Uh, at least three or four times a month. A month. Yeah, I started driving Uber. Okay. <laughs> uh, it, you got to do it, man. It, you know, it's like uh, go get paid fifty dollars downtown to go play for four hours, so, yeah. or make two hundred dollars and drive right. for two hours. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a no brainer for yeah. me. But I, you know, see, I still go out and play and yeah. stuff like that. So. Um. Uh, so we're, tell everybody where you're from. I am from Atala, Alabama. Yeah, I share a hometown with a lot of good guys. Uh, Drake White lives lived like short distance from me up in Hoax Bluff. So okay, he is an Eagle. I was a Blue Devil. Oh uh, yeah, but we we're all good because like we our high schools never play each other. Uh. So, <laughs> so that was always a good thing. But yeah, we uh man, our area has got a lot of good talent. Uh, yeah, and it's uh. It, we're about an hour north of Birmingham, an hour south of Huntsville, two hours from here. Uh, Atlanta is like two and a half hours. Right. Chattanooga's an hour. So it's kind of good little central area we can go around and play. Yeah. I mean, you got a, a lot of great places to go and, uh,
0: it's a lot of good markets. And yes. yeah, yeah. If you get big enough in those areas where you're selling some tickets, oh, God. you can probably make a living just there. You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe one day. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> 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 one day
1: somebody will go, Hey, do you hear Jeremy's coming back to Alabama? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it, like, and it won't be a police officer with a warrant. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, let's talk about what you guys going on
1: musically. I know we talked some, but Oh man. So like this. Man, this past month has been like if if I've had a peak, I'm hitting it. I'm I'm starting to. It's starting to finally start. Yes, and, yeah. uh, you're getting on the. I DNA haven't hit that ride. ceiling. I haven't hit that ceiling yet. And uh, but I I back in December, uh, the National Artist Network, they do independent artists, uh, sent them in a song called "Demons" that was written by Jared Johnston, and um, it debuted at number four. On their top twenty-four countdown after being on after only being played for four days, yeah, and then it dropped to to fifth to, number, to like five the next week for New Year's, and I haven't heard anything back. I like it's still on the countdown, but I don't know where. Yeah, but uh, the guy sent me a message and and is like, dude, let's get you out on the road because I've got like in the first day of the song playing over thirty something emails asking where you're playing, yeah, how they can yeah. get you and stuff, yeah. And, uh, the, the thing that shocked me the most was when he told me how many votes it got. And it was like <laughs> over 50,000 for fourth place. Wow. That's crazy. I know it was over 50,000 for fifth place. And then it was like 60 something for the fourth place. I was like, wait a minute. That many people like the, yeah. song? I was like, okay, can y'all sell this song? Yeah. <laughs> yeah do y'all. Dollar yeah. a piece. <laughs> I mean, I'll be okay with that. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, uh, working on some, uh tour stuff right now and um, just this week finishing up some songs and getting finally be able to say hey guys I've got an EP out yeah and uh I don't technically well I don't even think we're gonna do EP okay I think we're just gonna throw together t- we're gonna put the 10 songs on and just push it out there there it is yeah and uh, we're just trying to do different things with it too like uh take my laptop to shows. Okay. And when we do merch, have it sitting there. We're going to buy just a ton of USB drives, like a gig. And if somebody wants to buy it instead of buying a CD, because nobody's got a CD player in their car yeah. anymore. Yeah, that's or, one They don't even put them in cars anymore. Yeah. And um, so that way they can, we'll just plug it up, move it over, and they've got it. And they yeah. can just plug it up. I mean, more more people's got USB drives in their car now. Absolutely. Then they do that. So and laptops aren't even coming with CDs, C D C CD players anymore. No, yeah, you no. I mean, you have to buy it externally. So yeah. Then you can just plug that USB in and move it over. And uh, we're gonna put a little nice little design on it. And like it'll it. still have all the good stuff. I mean, yeah. Maybe eventually do an LP. You can hide some like photographs on there and stuff of dumb yeah. stuff. I've got a lot <laughs> of those. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some. I've got so many good pictures of some of these guys that. <laughs> that I could just I could make a ton with us weekly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, let's talk about how we met. So last year, oh, God. at uh, Christy D'Amour's charity event or event that she hosts called the Sweet Party. Man, that was a that was a great so time.
1: That I've been a part of that for uh, for three years, four years, and like going to the coming up CMA week and going to the Sweet Party and everything and. She, uh, I remember going up and her going, "Hey, you coming back tomorrow night?" And I said, "No, I'm heading back home. I gotta go play." And she said, "Oh, you ought to be here. I got a guy coming up here to play acoustic." She said, "He's really good. I think he's gonna be big one day. I think he's gonna make it." And I was like, "Well, who is it?" She said, "Luke Holmes." Yep. And I was just like, "Oh, okay." And Uh, then like the next year, we're all at the Sweet Party, and like there he is walking across the stage at the CMA Awards, the Awards, you know, and, uh, and we're like, I was like. You weren't wrong. So I just <laughs> yeah. turned and looked at her. I was like, I'll play this anytime you want me to. <laughs> that's a fun event. Man, that was a fun one, though. Uh, I can't even remember the name of the hotel we were at. I don't know. The Bistro. The, at the... Bistro
0: at uh, the Marriott. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Downtown.
1: That was such a fun night. Like It was cool. Open bar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bars open. Bar was open, and I was in for business. Drink it. Yeah. And it was
0: uh, a good mix of, like, full band shows and
1: rounds and yes. a little bit of everything
0: which is cool. Yeah. I yeah. was
1: I was pumped to just be able to uh say that I played an event with Eric Dillon and Dave Kennedy and Rob Snyder. Yeah. And Riley Ameri- Green. Riley right? Green. Yep. And, yeah. Uh I've done a co- I've done two shows with Riley before. Yeah. Um, so that wasn't nothing. And Riley's another. He's he's right Dude, down yeah. the road from me. He's an Alabama guy. He's right. and he's blown up. He's, oh my gosh. Stars, I remember him playing shining. at the local wing place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on Friday and Saturday, not acoustic. I mean that's, I mean that was not that long ago. Either. Yeah. But he, man, he built such a huge following. Absolutely. So that's the goals is you you make fans make people like what you hear and then want to hear what you're doing. So. And that's it. And
0: guys like Riley and the Cadillac Three kind of show you a little bit of some different blue
1: blueprints to kind of help you figure. Oh it God, out. yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I like, got that Cadillac Three one on firsthand. I got yeah. to see it personally. Yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, it's right. you you never. Like I've made the statement more than once, they don't need a team, no yeah I mean, they right. they have a great right, team, right right, right right, but they don't need one because they're so like so smart about the business of what they're doing yeah and uh and Blackberry smoke's another one i mean if if i had to if I had to pick a model that I wanted to follow, yeah, it'd be the Blackberry smoke, yeah model. My, I, I wouldn't even care if radio even played anything I had, uh, as long as I was and getting it out, getting to the out it, to the people like the they people are. Love it, love it, man. They, I, I don't. That's, to me. Blackberry Smoke is the, they're the, they're the, uh, not. Uh, well, I, I'm trying to think of the word here. They're not technically the, uh, mainstream. Mainstream that you think they are, but yeah. they are. Yes. I mean, they've got the following of a mainstream, but they're not. They're the. God, I'm trying to think of a good way to put this, and it's, I don't know It's how almost to put like they
0: don't have the support of the mainstream. They're the biggest
1: independent yes. band out there, I think. Yeah. And the cool but they're thing not about, really independent.
0: Yeah. The cool thing about Smoke is they can play a listening room and destroy it, and they can play a freaking festival lineup. Oh yeah, they're doing an
1: acoustic. Tour yeah, lineup. exactly. I mean, that's, so it's like those guys it's cool got it to on.
0: see that whole range. Like some people's live shows are great when they're plugged in, you know. But like acoustic, they're not quite as good. Right. Those guys
1: have it on all ends with that whole band. So I agree with that. Oh man, let's. uh That, but that's we're. I've got to see the back, you know, the insides outs of the festivals. Like I don't, dude, I've been. This whole music thing for me, like, so I did choir in high school, right? And and then I went to college on singing ch- vocal scholarships, and um, then I realized college was not for me, <laughs> <laughs> so I quit. wasn't exactly right. <laughs> so I quit and and uh, and and got out. But I man, I started out like running sound, okay, um, and then. Um, like doing lights and just stuff like that and yeah. then all of a sudden did the tour manager stuff and did the roadie gig for a while did that so I've done I've been to every side of that I can that you can be on yeah. you know and uh, that's I think that's helped out more than anything because I understand the plight of a sound man and a light engineer you right. know I understand when they're sitting there and the artist is co- complaining about something stupid you just want to walk up there and just go listen guy <laughs> yeah. The light's on you, okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it, that's, that's helped me out, too, in the aspect of, uh, like, meeting people yeah. and getting, uh, like, I think the most important thing is just be genuine to people. Yeah. And you'll, later on, that will, karma will come back yeah. for you. And uh, if you go in and you're fake and you just try to see, you know, how far can I use this person? Yeah, and then oh, I've got enough out of you, so I'm gonna go move on to the the next level, you know, and stuff like that. That karma lasts because eventually you'll think you're high, you know, high on a cloud, all that stuff, and the next thing you know, it's crashing down. You're like, oh, what happened to everybody? Yeah. So,
0: no, I agree with that, and I think that's a, a good point. Is like you get all the ends of that story, you know, you get to see all the parts of that, and you get to see guys that you're good buddies with. That have came up and have already done that and are yeah. successful currently, it kind of gives you that that know how and that who, who you lean on, who they leaned on. You right. know what I mean? This, some of the mistakes they make, maybe you now can't don't won't make because you're doing that same. Well, thing.
1: yeah, because you learn who to lean on and who not to lean on. Yeah, because you see the ones that you find out who's using you and who's not using. You know, like
0: yeah, yeah it's, it's apparent pretty quick. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. And uh, I think I, I mean. You know, not to toot my own horn or anything, <laughs> but I feel like I've got a good judge on people. Yeah. I feel like I can I can read somebody really well. Yeah, I've had maybe one or two people that I've read wrong.
0: Yeah,
1: for the good. Yeah, and right. ended up becoming best friends with them. Yeah, uh, guy that we do stuff with Sean Rivers. Okay. First time I ever met him was at a bar in Tuscaloosa, and I walked away and I was just like, "Oh, God, jerk! <laughs> I can't stand that guy." But now me and him best friends. Yeah. I mean, I me and him are just like awesome. Well,
0: let's talk a little I'm glad bit about... i glad turned that off. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about you growing up too. I know you have some some crazy musical stories from from your young
1: life. Oh gosh! So my first concert, and this is the reason why me and Kelby are so like best friends. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he—I'll call him my best friend in Nashville. Yeah. Uh, other than Justin Johnson. Yeah. Uh, but this is why me and Kelby are best friends because he's his his life and my. Growing up, we both kind of same way. My first concert was 1984. And it was uh, Hank Williams Jr. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, that's one of the best ones you can have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, first show I ever remember, uh, he's jumping off the front of the stage going to beat the guy up because he threw a cherry bomb up <laughs> to the front <laughs> of the stage. And he said, you won't throw that at me? And he's coming off the stage. <laughs> and I just remember my mom going, oh, my gosh, grabbing me, pulling me aside. Yeah. Uh-huh. But um, we went for, for years. My dad built uh, black powder hunting guns. And um, he built Hank one. Okay. So Hank and Merle Kilgore came to our house and picked up the gun, and Merle's like, <laughs> you know, just uh, Merle was out there, and I loved it. Okay. I mean, I was I was drawn to Merle Kilgore, yeah. like immediately because yeah, he just had that that just I don't know he just put off something that you yeah. wanted to be around, around him. Merle. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So he told he told my dad he said you know anytime you need. You want passes or anything, tickets, call the band club. Band club was in Coleman at the time, Montana exchange. Okay. And, uh, we lived probably 40 minutes away. So we went all the time and, uh, I had every Hank shirt you could own. <laughs> 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 and so, um, so we go and, and I'm 85, five years old and we go to a show in Huntsville and, um, they're running everybody off because back then Hank wouldn't let anyone on the side of the stage. Okay. And so Merle kind of pulled us aside and said, hey, come stand over here, you know, away from everything. And Merle has me, is holding me in his arms. <laughs> and uh, Hank comes over to the side of the stage and he looked at him and he was like, who is that? <laughs> you know, like, who are you holding, Merle? You're holding yeah. a kid over here on the yeah. side of the stage. <laughs> And he told he's like, I saw this boy, but you're the guy. You know, and, and the thing was, the band was playing, and it was really loud, but you could hear Merle. Yeah. <laughs> you know? uh, so Hank just walked over and grabbed me and walked out on stage. And... Um, so we get out there, and he said, you want to sing one? And I was like, yeah, I'll sing one with you. He goes, well, what do you want to sing? I was like, well, if you don't like Hank Williams, you can kiss my ass. <laughs> and he just turned around and said, all right, y'all heard him." He, they started playing it. So I, 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 I sang through. I may not have sang everything, but right. I sang through when I was five with Hank. So that I think that if we're going to pinpoint, we're going to put a pin in my started, life, yeah. where the Rowdy Lifestyle started. Yeah. Uh, that was the fire. It was That was it, because – that's what my dad raised me on I mean him and my mom went to shows all the time and I just remember my dad taking me like us going somewhere in his truck and like we'd be listening to like Vern Gosden and uh, Hank Waylon Charlie Daniels band the Almond Brothers yeah and uh my dad's always been a music fan so he was a drummer and he played here in town with a guy named Randy Moore okay and um he played uh, percussion with him and stuff a lot. And him and uh, – he just – you know, that was – he's the reason why I got a couple of gigs that I got was because of my dad. Yeah, and, um, that's awesome. But my dad worked in a prison for 30 years. So, he, you know, he was not in prison. He worked. <laughs> 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 clarify, clarify that. Yeah, good. clarifying my dad was not in prison. Yeah. Um, but through that, I mean, he – you know – he sat back and he did a lot of songwriting just because he saw some of these saddest stories ever. Yeah. You know, you sit there and listen to why you don't belong in prison. Why, yeah, right. you know, and then, gosh, man, if I could just one night, my lady, I, yeah. we'd go sit by the lake or we'd go do this or we'd go to, he said, you know, and he, my dad wrote some really good songs. And that's what's funny is one of the songs we're going to cut and put on the, album was one my dad wrote like oh, in 84 awesome. yeah and so we we kind of been working on it and putting a little same words but just kind of putting some music to it yeah. making it getting it yeah. getting it good and, Um, but all that i mean he took us uh, man we went to so many shows i mean it was just it was always something good and i loved it I'm if, if it wasn't for him i wouldn't be where you are where i am now a uh, buddy of mine posted a picture of Dwayne Allman last week uh, that he found that, like, kind of a rare photo. I haven't really seen it before, but it's somewhere between, like, 68, 69 in Piedmont Park, and you can see my dad standing in the background. That's insane. So it's just kind of yeah. like, you know, well, I guess I was... Raised rowdy. I was yeah, raised, raised, raised rowdy. rowdy. <laughs> yeah, I was raised rowdy. Yeah. Exactly. The definition of it right there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you've posted the picture a couple yes. of times. Yes, And <laughs> it became a great meme. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs>
0: Yeah, that picture of you is, is great. Like, you couldn't plan a better picture. <laughs> no, you know what I mean? no.
1: Like, <laughs> and what's funny is I uh, rocked the South this year. I went to – uh, Hank was there and everything, and Hillary showed up. Okay. And I was sitting there. I said, hey – we took a picture together and everything. And I said, I think you have already got a picture together, kind of. <laughs> and she looked at me. She goes, what? I said, when, when we were small kids. And I pulled that picture up because the uh, my dad had a picture of Hank holding Hillary – on the wall because the fan club for some reason sent pictures to like everybody (laughs) and they sent that picture I'm like I would be kind of weirded out like if I had a fan (laughs) club or anything and like somebody told me hey you know they're sending pictures of you and your kid out I'd be like can we use the more promotional (laughs) you know but I showed her that picture and she goes oh my gosh that's me she goes that's hilarious that they do that she goes well you know Fans want what they want. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, they were figuring a lot of that out back then too. Oh you know yeah. What I mean? Like that's that's a well-oiled machine now. But that was. Yeah.
1: Well, now you see the evolution of the fan club. Yeah. In downtown, you see you know Redneck Riviera and Jason Aldine's place and Luke Bryan's place yeah. and yeah. Dirks's place and Blake and Blake yeah, every, everyone everyone, yeah. Kid Rock and I mean FGI Alan Jackson yeah. and <laughs> yeah, it's just it that's the to me that's the evolution of. Fan club. Yeah. When yeah. you're in town, come spend your money and yeah, support place. us yeah. everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one day, look, we'll, I'll make sure that I have that steady gig at the Razor Audi <laughs> downtown Broadway <laughs> yeah. bar and grill. Razor Audi restaurant. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ra- ours would
0: probably yeah. be a venue similar to the basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. That'll be okay, too. Yeah. Okay. You saw how many people was there yeah. last night. Yeah. So, yeah. so you got Hank checked off the list to play with. You got Riley Green. Who else have you been playing with?
1: Uh, so we did um, – Highway 20 did some stuff at Rogue Tavern, and uh, he asked if I could come down and do some stuff, and I got a chance to play uh, with Kip Moore and got a chance to play with uh, Marion Morris. Nice. Uh, we actually got to play in Albertville at a festival they have, and we got to play the same festival, with Blackberry Smoke, Sarah Evans, and um, – Brett Michaels was the next year. We didn't get to play with him. <laughs> no, we did play the same. We played that weekend, but we didn't play the night he played. Okay, but he was there, so I guess I got to share a festival with Brett Michaels. <laughs> uh, I did not play in Skinny Bop. Okay. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> but uh look, man, uh, we've I've been lucky so far to uh, to do some good, some great little shows, and do some stuff that's got me the opportunity to meet certain people. Yeah. Um and you you start learning real quickly. It's you got to go out there and be yourself and yeah, yeah. That way they they they'll call you back. And, to and come play. when someone meets you, they want to hang out with you again. Yeah, <laughs> honestly.
0: Like we met you and I'm like, I love that dude. You know <laughs> I'm like, let's I'm go a, let's go sing drunk karaoke that. again. Oh, yeah. god, <laughs> yes. oh my god, I forgot about that too. Uh,
1: that's uh I, I am a social butterfly. So, you know. <laughs> that's that's what, that's
0: part of why people like you. Yeah.
1: Well, my mom's biggest fear of me growing up was I was going to get kidnapped by some stranger because I'd talk to anybody. Yeah, I'm the same way. She was just like, we couldn't go to Walmart without me standing in the grocery aisle talking to some random person about something and and everything. And she'd just be like, you're one of these days, one of these days you're going to get kidnapped. They're going to put you in a van. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Probably, <laughs> but they'll they'll bring you back. They'll real bring quick. me back. After, they'll bring me back after like yeah. thirty minutes of nonstop talking. You know, so. Well, let's talk
0: about your radio show that you have done.
1: Uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that went over well this morning. <laughs> um <laughs> I, I yeah, I have a radio show called uh, Rock and Roll Basement Radio on uh, WKLS Rock 105.9 out of Gadsden, Alabama. Uh, the call letters are very like special. Because it was a old station in Atlanta, and it was like the rock station in Atlanta for, for years, okay. and the uh, owner bought those, got the rights to those call letters oh, cool. for the station. And um, so he just called me up, and I met him just through, uh, I met him at the Rally Green Show in Gadsden. Oh, nice. And so we got to hanging out, talking and everything, and then like different shows and stuff, and he come up to me one night and he said, look, we got to talk. And I said, what? He said, dude, you got to come do something at the radio station. And I was like, well, okay. He said, I just watch you, dude. He said, all these artists that come in here and play, he said, you just – it's like you are known them all your life. Yeah. And he said, you just pull these guys in and, and, and you're all best friends by the time the show's over and you're leaving. He said, you make friends while they're playing. He said, "I've never seen anybody do that." You know, and I'm like, "Well, uh, you know, it's hard." You know, yeah. So he asked me, and we debuted the show back in September. Yeah, and we uh, try to do different things. I I get to play what I want to play. Yeah, and which is important. Um, and so I give that chance to play people that's not getting radio yep. to play. And like I play Channing Wilson. Yeah, Black Jesus is my favorite song. Um, <laughs> It's not my favorite Channing Wiltson song. My favorite song that he's ever done was when he was with the Tennessee Rounders called "Pouch Blue Ribbon." Still my favorite song of theirs, and uh, but yeah, I play that and I play uh, Kyle Daniel. Yeah, and uh, dude, he is—he's if if I had to say one artist was really taken off with our uh, with the people that listen and our listeners, yeah, he's one of them. Man, he is just. That's one of the guys that we absolutely love, too. I'm actually doing a podcast
0: with him tomorrow. That's hilarious.
1: (laughs) So we did a show with them back when it was... So one of my friends that I went to high school with was his guitar player in a band called The Last Straw. Okay. uh, A guy named Quincy Meeks. And like, if you go back to high school and elementary school and you told everybody that and picked me and him and said, "These two guys right here are gonna have really long hair and big beards. And they're gonna be in Nashville doing music, and they're all gonna like be so happy." You know, everybody would be like, "Not them two, guys. not those guys." But uh, we've done. I've done stuff. where I've known Kyle for a long time, uh, and just to see where he came from, last straw to this man, it's very awesome. Yeah, so, it's um, really
0: cool seeing him. Because he's been playing guitar forever, yeah. too. You know? Yeah,
1: and he's uh, he's played for uh, many different bands and wasn't the center point. Right. And I was always like, dude, you've got to start your own band. Yeah. And I was like, I told him one night... Uh, I want it I think we were at the basement. <laughs> uh, a lot of conversations happen at the basement. Yeah. A it's very intimate feel. It's, yeah. it's good. I'm just glad it's still there. I'm glad that just because of is gone it didn't change and yeah. and the basement's still there. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm glad it stayed because man there's something about seeing something anything any like songwriters around or anything at the basement. That's one of my favorite venues in town. Um the um, but, the, but the, what I try to do with the radio show different than, than what we normally do, like I don't play anything that we play normally on the station. Mm-hmm. For two hours, it just turns into an entire completely different station. Uh, I play a lot of alt-country stuff too. Yeah. And uh, But I do, I try every other month. Uh, we put aside a, a Sunday show for uh, the women of Rock and Roll Basement Radio, is what we call it. And we did two, and we—that's when we bring in like Sonny Sweeney and Jamie Lynn, uh, yeah. and just uh, Holly Williams. Bring all the the women that you just you need to be hearing. I mean, they yeah. should be yeah. getting more play than what they're getting. Yep, yep. And um, so, because uh, I think that's important. I think everybody needs to hear everybody's music. I guess yep. Yep. I—I'm I, one of those. I'm. I'm a redneck feminist. <laughs> um, meaning when it comes to music, if it's good, it ought to be played. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't like the... Yeah, you shouldn't have a label. shouldn't have, have it, to have a label yeah, for it to be played. Exactly. Best song wins. Yeah, and that's what I love about that um, National Arts Network they're doing. I mean, it's just, hey, you send it, they play it. Yeah. And they're supporting the independent artists, and I love it. Love it. Anytime you can support independent artists is.
0: Because everybody was an independent artist at yep. one time. Yes. I, you mean, know what I mean, I remember yeah.
1: seeing Zach Brown in Gadsden at our local bar that we've played, and there'd be like four people sitting out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chris Jansen used to play in Huntsville all the time. Me and a buddy used to go see him, and that was one night where it was just me and my buddy <laughs> sitting there watching Chris, and yeah. like the guy that came, uh, drove down from Nashville with him. Yeah. And we're just sitting there watching him, and it's just like, Unbelievable that you look back and see where he's at now. Oh yeah, I mean he was at the Opry last night. Yeah, and so every night. Oh yeah, <laughs> every, every, yeah. yeah, he's he's looking in on closing in on uh, on Garth's record. That's crazy. I mean he's <laughs> he's been there a lot.
0: I remember seeing him before he was even big, and he was already there like a hundred times. Oh yeah, you know, oh, like, yeah,
1: because people in town knew him well before he had any radio success. That's that's my uh, that's my 2019 goal. Is to at least get like one show at the Opry. I want to play the Opry at least. I want my goal is by October, and so I'm pushing really hard to try to get that right now. Yeah, I had, technically have sang on that stage, um, and but it wasn't for a. Uh, I had a, I've got some friends that are in a Christian band, uh, okay. or they were. They're no longer a band anymore. Is Audio Adrenaline, and they did a fest. They did like a conference there. And so we used to go hang out and all that and he'd always sneak me out there to do a song with him. Yeah. And so I go out and I like we're walking all around the Opry and like checking stuff out and they've got all the Opry stuff locked up in a cage, you know, before they bring it out and I'm out there just kind of like taking pictures and all that and he's like, "Well, come on, man, sing with done. I was like, "Okay." So I go out and I'm stand and I, I didn't move. He was like he's like, "Why didn't you move around?" I was like, "Man, I was in the circle." Yeah. <laughs> I was That's in like, that spot yeah. I'm not that yeah. spot I'm not leaving the circle you get in the circle you stay in the circle you know you step out of the circle and I think you disappear into a void yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there it goes deafening inside and everyone's like what happened to the artist <laughs> yeah
0: yeah it's uh, it's pretty cool hearing your story and the just all the intertwinings that you have in the musical world it's weird too
1: and it's Cause cool because it's because it's um, I have guys that go, hey, I know your dad. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, because my my dad does a lot of, uh, he loves building things. And um, he builds uh, cigar box guitars. Okay. And he builds uh, tables. And he builds, uh, like, lamps. And just you name it. And he started building it. (laughs) But uh, he's done, uh, Kelby's Got a Lap Steel that my dad made. Awesome. and then um, me and my dad made some cajones and neil's got one of those and Jaron had a cigar box guitar um, that my dad made and so it was in the country music hall of fame for like three years <laughs> uh, he wrote like meanwhile back at mama's and raise him up and something else i can't remember what it was it said but like that picture posted on my dad's birthday a few years ago and i was oh, like man. oh this is awesome so i'm like I'm like, can't find my dad. I'm like searching everywhere, and I'm running, and everybody thought something was wrong. I was like, no, nothing's wrong. Look, you're your guitar's in the Hall of Fame. I was like, you beat me. Yeah. <laughs> you win, Dad. You, you win, win, again. win, Dad. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. I mean, he's played on Broadway more than I have. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the one out here playing all the time. <laughs> but I mean, That's, he's
0: got a couple years on you, too. So, like, you got to look at that. He's got more than a couple <laughs> of years on you.
1: <laughs> he, but no, but he's built, like, Ricky Skaggs has got a mandolin he built out of a uh, cigar box. He's built Shooter Jennings, a guitar. Um, uh, uh, Derek Trucks has got a guitar. Wow. And uh, we think Paul McCartney's got one of his guitars because uh, he's – my dad has shipped them all over the world. And we're watching um, the Hurricane Relief that they did upstate New York or up in New York, New Jersey area for the, what was that, Ira, Irene, yeah. Ira, something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. But we're or, watching it, and he comes out, and he's playing this cigar box guitar. And, like, we look at it, and my dad goes, I think that's my guitar. <laughs> and he's, like, going through pictures, and then we found one, and we're like, that's your guitar. <laughs> so, it's kind of cool, like, just to see – where he's going because I'm that makes me happier. I mean, uh, absolutely, because yeah. that's he's him and my mom are the reasons why I want to play the Opry, yeah. So I want them there, I want them standing on that side stage, and I want to be able to just I don't care if Porter Wagner uh comes back and runs me off the stage for doing it, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna walk my mom and dad out there on the stage because like that's I've had dreams about that, yeah. you know. so – that that's 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 big. So that's why that's why the Opry is important. Which I used to let li- my grandmother used to listen to the Opry on yeah. the AM station, yeah. and I used to go out and sit. it. was always uh, Opry, Atlanta Braves baseball, and WCW wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> the, the basic the basic, basic, basic groups, yeah, it's <laughs> <groups. laughs> like the trifecta. But yeah, Superstation TBS was always on her television. She always watched.
0: <laughs> well man, thanks so much for being here and
1: Dude, thank for letting me come do this. Dude, absolutely. I, y'all have uh man, I like this past year this just to me, you guys have uh just tried blown, yeah. y'all blown up, man. And y'all but uh, dude, I, I thank y'all for like the love y'all have shown me. I do that's, mean, that's, Yeah, we
0: just love yeah. supporting great artists and I man, you're, yeah, you're one one of
1: them. My yeah. one song, yeah. Got. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta start with one song. Yeah. That's well, how it starts. Yeah, we, we did. We almost started releasing uh, stuff, just like just go record it and release it, and not yeah. put out a, a CD yet. Yeah, or an, or put out an album or anything. And uh, but I don't like that. I, I hate that trend. That, yeah, that music's going where they'll release four songs, and then like a year and a half, two years later, yeah, four they release one, a, they four. release the whole album, and it's oh, yeah. those same four songs and five more or something yeah it's just like "Ah."
0: some of it like it's like trying to get a deal right so i understand some yes
1: some of it is i understand the some parts of it but when you already have a deal and that's the way they're doing it i'm like that's kind of why i'm almost okay with being an independent yeah i I, I just you can do it your way yeah you can do it your way but you know a lot of i'm not saying that if somebody offered me tomorrow I come up and offered me a deal that I wouldn't take it but I'd make sure it was right for right me. right uh, yeah. that, that, That's the biggest thing because a lot of artists get up here and they take the first thing that's thrown at them and a year and a half later they're sitting there going, how do I get out of this?" Yeah or they're not I'm releasing
0: getting... my music or they're not yeah, yeah
1: or they've got yeah. an album done and it's not being released yeah and it's just like to me I'd, I'd rather be able to say, hey, y'all can go download this now. Yeah, and just if we have an idea of a song, go hey, I really like that. Let's go ahead and release it. Then go ahead and release it, but be working on the other stuff and get it out yeah. quick. And I like the old uh, Hank Williams Jr. model of, I mean, that Joker put out a album every three months. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it holds still holds the record for like most uh, albums on Billboard's top one hundred at one time. And uh, you know, and to me. That's that's where I go back to, to what to watching Hank. I mean, you know, put one out.
0: That's he what Hank would and do. he
1: does my favorite thing in the world too, because everybody kind of gets me sometimes because I do covers. I'll do I'll do covers, but go listen to a Hank Williams Jr. album and tell find me one that doesn't have a cover on him right. doing something, yeah, somebody yeah. else's yeah, song. Right. You know, he did like Stapleton does that too. Yeah, and I mean that's people love that because they want to hear. They love hearing different versions yeah. of, of a song they love. Yeah, Especially when you thorough. redo it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes, Yeah, when and you make it your own. Stapleton has done a great job with that. Yeah. I, cause, <laughs> yeah. Because I'll go ahead and tell you, I know people that think that his Traveler, that thought that was all 100% original his songs. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. And Absolutely. it's like, it would, uh, Tennessee Whiskey, yeah, it's a cover, but it's two covers in one because it's an old blues song yeah. with, yeah, it's an Oeta James song yep. on with... Tennessee whiskey on top of it so that's the kind of stuff that I love I love unique and interesting stuff yes absolutely dude I'm glad y'all had me this has been fun Oh uh, yeah, and I there's mean, a little less beer than what I thought was going to be. There. Yeah, <laughs> we are yeah.
0: we are trying to save up for whiskey jam tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it was oh, a late night last night. God, yeah, man, so. you just reminded
1: me that I have to go to whiskey jam tomorrow. <laughs> and now I'm I'm looking forward to tomorrow night. Man. I, Absolutely, we are too. I'm 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 am I'm expecting that it's going to be elbow shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, I would imagine oh, yeah. so. Cheek to cheek, usually is over there with Ward. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make sure that I'm like at least four people in between me and you. Cause cheek to cheek, <laughs> we've gotten close. <laughs>
0: well guys, thank you so much for uh, listening and uh, make sure you follow Jeremy on social media. Tell them where they can yeah. follow you.
1: You can, uh, uh, you ready? Yes. You got another hour. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you can check out the music stuff at Jeremy Noble music on Instagram and Facebook. That's my pages there. Uh, you can download Demons for free, right? Now, as of now, uh, on rnrbasement.com, it's on the Monsters compilation, uh, and that's got songs by Johnny Hayes uh, from The Voice, Johnny Hayes in the Love Seats, Lewis Bryce, uh, Sean Rivers, uh, Evan Lee. I mean, dude, this album is killer! Is killer, and so, uh, but you can go download that for free. And then you can check out the uh, radio show, uh, Rock and Roll Basement Radio, on Facebook and Instagram. And when our engineer gets it back up, you can download an app off of iTunes and Google Play, WKLS, uh, Rock 105.9, and you can listen to it anywhere. But the show airs like 12 to 2 every Sunday. Yeah. So. And I think you're going to be a guest. Ah, I like sound of that. It's not as cra- I don't. We don't get to say. We don't get to talk about drinking as much. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure and, out the right. Blend I get away for. with so much on that stage, <laughs> but uh, alcohol. It's, yeah. uh, you know, they're yeah. like, "Hey, you just need to keep it in the t- under the table." Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. But I can still have it, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: like I said, thanks for listening, guys. Um, appreciate it. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe. Follow Jeremy on social media. And uh, this is Nikki T, and we'll see you in the front row.